on today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. You may have to remove yourself. You may have to create space. You may have to let the other people or persons know that you are choosing to take space to take care of you. You have the right to do that. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. A Tribe Vibe is a twist on Ladies' Night, focusing on self-care for Black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune in to this week's episode. For the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and Buddha walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure, you got to love a black girl getting a shift together, black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, man, these black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, dog. How can I see you? When I look at you, if I got trauma, I'm seeing my own reflection. And if I hate my reflection, how am I going to treat you? Wow. That's why we got to, that's why we got to do the work. Absolutely. I would love for you to come back and we can talk about, peel all the layers back on the angry, aggressive, (laughs) definitely pink dynamite. You said, Hmm, please drop in the comments. Go, go a little deeper. What does, what's on your mind? What's on your mind? Talk to us. While you type that, we're going to go into a few more. I know we went over eight, but I just put some in for honorable mention. Okay, come on. Critical. That goes back to shame. Yeah. Shame is connected. And and shame is a very powerful motivator, especially for children. I think for all of us, because as as, as Black folks, we have a lot of shame that we will go through great lengths in order to hide, avoid, and deny. 
And so when someone criticizes you, it triggers that old wound of shame, mm. which is why it's so powerful when pe- we're criticized, which is why a lot of us, we it's very difficult. And they say that, I've heard that being said about Black women, about you can't tell a Black woman nothing. Black women don't want to listen to nothing. Black women, a lot of us, our defenses are very high because we've been yes. shamed and punished and criticized. And Black men have too. I, I won't say it's just our experience. But when you have these toxic elders, toxic parents that we're talking about, then it becomes a wound. So you can't hear anyone if they're coming at you in a manner that is critical because automatically you're a threat. So I can't hear you if you're being critical because I've been criticized so much. Oh, I'm ready to go. Okay. (laughs) You know, remember that, that link I sent you? It was that brother walking through Walmart and he was he's on the phone and he's saying something and the sisters were ready and loaded. And he would say something somewhat disrespectful, but he was talking to someone on the oh, phone. Oh, he said, <laughs> um, can I get them cakes? Yeah. Who the f- are you talking to? You oh, know? they was listen. <laughs> they I don't know if they was up north, but you always have to be ready because not only could you be attacked at any time, you probably have been attacked a whole lot, but you've learned that your survival depends on you always staying on ready. Listen, you know, we came up with, you ain't got to get ready if you stay ready. (laughs) (laughs) And the mouth that we got is a number one weapon that we honed. Okay? Don't mess with me. One of my friends... Her husband calls her mouth the pink tornado. <laughs> I like it. I mean, it's dangerous. <laughs> and it, it, I like it. I like it. I'm, 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 I'll tell you who it is. I'll tell you who it is after the stream. <laughs> I like it. So there's this uh, guilt trips. Girl, listen, that could be categorized under emotional blackmail. Ooh. And some of our elders will absolutely try to guilt you after all I've done for you. But for real, for real, that's what a narcissist does too, okay? So we are talking about good old-fashioned manipulation. And that's why you have to set boundaries because if there's a wound there, see, if you don't take away nothing, take away this, what I'm about to say. Mm. Any toxic person, whether they're elderly, whether they're your parents, your boyfriends, even your children, if you have a wound, an unhealed wound, they will hook onto it and trigger whatever those feelings, insecurities, core beliefs are in order to weaponize it, to control you or to get what they want from you. That's why manipulation is so effective. Because I get you to do what I want you to do without having to force you. I just render you emotionally unstable. So that you become mine. 
Felicia said, this is my mother. I caught hell my entire life to this day. She's 87. I'm 65. So sad. I'm sorry, baby. I know. Because I don't yeah. know. I can't imagine what that was like for you and for anyone who's had a parent like that. Because we, the, the natural response is to feel responsible for the way that you've been treated, to think that you've done something bad or wrong, or to do your best to work hard to make her happy. And if no one's told you today, <laughs> it's not your fault. That's right. You've done nothing wrong. You are not to blame and you're not responsible for the emotional labor to take and, and taking care of her emotionally. You're I not. love that. I love that. Not responsible for taking care of her emotionally. Yeah. That's uh, an inside job. And we all have to learn it. That's, that's what spoke, emotional maturity is. That spoke to my soul. That hit me right there. And you know my backstory. That hit, oh, that hit me. See, wow. Okay, Felicia, thank you so much for your comment. Thank you for your vulnerability. Absolutely. So, lack of boundaries, which is oh, pretty God. much what we started with. <laughs> I know. So, hmm. a toxic parent or toxic person, they're toxic because they violate boundaries. They're toxic because um, they shape the relationship around the boundary violations. God, and so, yeah. it is part of your emotional maturity. It's part of your growth that you learn how to set clear boundaries and reinforce them. Now, some of us, because of our trauma, and even if you don't know it, you won't know it today, but it is only trauma that would have you feeling guilty for setting boundaries. I was and just gonna say that. Keep going, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that about the guilt part. The guilt is not natural to human beings and setting boundaries. Ask my four-year-old. You think she give a damn about my feelings when she telling me I talk too much and I tell her what to do? No, because see, part of the empathy is learned later on in development. She ain't got there yet, but she has no problem asserting herself because it's natural. It's what we do to protect ourselves. And if we feel guilty, it's because we've been raised and praised not to have boundaries. We've been loved for having, having allowed people violate our boundaries. And we've been forced to caretake, which means I sacrifice myself. So if I've learned that love is sacrifice, the, <laughs> I'm naturally going to feel guilty because I'm violating my own constitution, my own trauma constitution of Love means no boundaries. Love means giving your all. Love means self-betrayal. Love means chaos. You're not following your own script, even though the script is broken. <laughs> even though the script is, is from when you were six years old, we will still fight. There's parts of us that will fight to maintain that because there's a part of us that believes. 
I will upset someone. I, someone will be mad at me. And when you think about this, these are all childlike responses. Oh my Someone God. won't talk yes. to me. Someone will be angry with me. Someone won't love me if I set boundaries. The people pleaser. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And that's why we don't set boundaries, but we end up hurt, bitter, angry, trying to control, feeling ashamed. We are, st it's still toxic to you. Even if you are getting the attention and the love at basically your own, because you've murdered your own soul, it mm. doesn't feel good. It doesn't complete you. It doesn't give you what you need. It doesn't make you feel whole. It does the opposite. So in essence, it doesn't work because you know on some level that you've betrayed yourself in order to be loved by someone who doesn't even see you. They don't even respect you and they're not meeting your needs and they're not meeting your needs because you're not demanding it. You're not asking for it or you don't even know what you need because your mama and daddy taught you you don't have none. It... Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. That was it right there. I have to swallow that one. <laughs> Let me drink some water. Yeah. I, I didn't mean for it to go down like that, but I know because I've lived it and I see it with so many of us. We'll feel lonely and isolated and mad and feel like we can't trust nobody and depend on nobody when we don't let nobody in, when we don't even know what we need, when we don't even trust people to try to meet our needs. Wow. And we don't see how we're complicit in all of it because you continue to betray yourself all because you don't want to feel guilty. <laughs> but you end up feeling sad and depressed and brokenhearted. So really, it's okay to feel guilty and say no because the guilt gonna last, but that feeling of empowerment, oh, that gonna stay with you, baby. <laughs> I promise you. Right. And Felicia said all of that. And Felicia, also, you're welcome. She said, thank you both for this session. It's helping me love and appreciate you both. Thankful, grateful, and blessed. You know I love you, Felicia. Hello. <laughs> You're very welcome. And thank you for being here, truly. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I love in some of the notes. Oh, I love this. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll share this because I'm experiencing this currently real time that Toxic older people view our growth and mental health as threatening. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then in turn, the guilt will be thrown because you're not playing the role that you were playing when I was able to control you. Now you're AARP age. It's not part of the script. Yeah. I'm just going to shut down. You know, I think that there are some elders who view our growth as threatening. And I think it's for a couple of reasons. And one is that our healing shines a light on all of the wounds that they've spent a lifetime 
avoiding, denying, running from, disregarding, devaluing. And when they see us embracing it and knowing that their wounds have caused our wounds, it can be very hard for them to acknowledge the pain that they've caused you and the pain within themselves. Absolutely. It's, it can be devastating for them because not only do I have to acknowledge that, everything that I have worked hard to be, I have to acknowledge is a lie. That's a tough pill to swallow, I know, because I've had to acknowledge it myself. Mm-hmm. All of the lies I told myself in order to make myself feel better, yeah. in order to make myself look more good and to look like I had it all together. And it was a fallacy. It was an illusion. It was a badly written Disney movie. <laughs> Disney. That's oh a- my God. Because I was trying to rescue myself with lies and cute clothes and hundreds of pairs of shoes. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, my movie was Training Day. <laughs> I got one of those too. You know what I'm saying? I used to tell myself that that's that's my sequel. Okay, man up, man up. Okay, kill or be killed at all costs. Vulnerability. I I am loving. Can you imagine Alonzo like in a healthy relationship sitting down talking about <laughs> my childhood wounds? See why I kill other people. <laughs> because of the way my mama treated me. No, Lonzo ain't doing that, okay? Not with his main chick or his side chick, okay? <laughs> oh, I'm crying right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that it's the mirror that they do not want to see. No. And no. yeah, and then it cranks up the it'd be like explosion like you done you done stepped on a landmine (laughs) right it's like you're walking and the next thing you know your leg is blown off because you have stepped on a land an emotional landmine yes that's and that's what it is triggering for a lot of them because they were taught go along and get along you know what i'm saying just they they taught us how to be superwoman and keep it moving you know what I'm right. saying? Don't acknowledge what you feel. So when you are going against the rules that have kept Black women safe for generations, not safe for real, but, you know, alive, okay? Play right. safe. That it's like you're being disrespectful. Mm. You're being disrespectful. You exposing all the lies and all the pain that we work so hard to ignore, but not realizing that a lot of us really don't want to pass this on. And it lives in us. So we got to expose the truth. We got to tell the truth about who we are, what we experience, how we feel, why we feel, what we feel, if we are going to make change, like (laughs) create a whole new legacy. I love that. Yes, a whole new legacy. 
getting back to our authentic self. You know, it makes me encouraged with our generation and younger mm-hmm. because we have the internet. We have podcasts like this. We have Love You University, which we're all going to talk about in case you all do not know. We're going to talk about that. that's how we will end the show. So it's very encouraging. Really quick, what is something that someone can do right now today? Say they're not in therapy. What can they do to erase the guilt of holding boundaries with some uh, toxic older person? How, yeah, how would they navigate through that? Even if it's something very simple, something doable. Well, first you have to honor how you feel because Mm -hmm. your feelings are valid in how you're being treated. And if you are allowing yourself to maintain these toxic, toxic dynamics, I guarantee you these same behaviors, these same way of relating, you are not only teaching your children, but you are engaging in relationships with people who will violate you. Okay. So you need to be clear and me too about the boundaries that you intend to set. And so it's very helpful to think about the kind of relationships you want to have because healthy relationships have healthy boundaries. I need to know where I begin and you end. Like we are not- Oh, the enmeshment. Exactly. That's the enmeshment. That's the codependence. So you have to be clear about the boundaries that you want and be willing to have a conversation without having an expectation of the outcome. So you have to be willing to communicate the boundaries, even if you don't want to, even if you're afraid, even if you think that they might have a tantrum or do whatever thing that they may do in order to control you, just like a child, you know, Mm. they're going to get up off the floor. (laughs) They're going to get hungry. They got to go to the bathroom. They ain't going to be crying and shouting and rolling on the floor all day. So if you need to take a moment, if you need to create space, you have the right to do that because their response should not dictate how or if you choose to protect yourself. Now we're talking about toxic elders here because if you're in a situation where it's abusive, then you have to take another approach to keep yourself safe because the goal is to not trigger your abuse. It's, I have to say this as a disclaimer, okay? It's always to keep yourself safe and then make a plan to mm. exit. I just have to say that. Mm. Safety first, but understand that you have the right. People who are narcissistic, they are emotionally immature. Remember, as the Ursula showed us, they're reactive. So you have to also know who you're dealing with. What your capacity is, how they could tolerate it and knowing that you're not responsible for it, but also recognizing your audience. Does that Mm. make sense? It does. It absolutely does. Recognizing the audience. Yes. So one of the last things I want to say is that you, it's important to, when we're talking about elders and people that you probably do care about that you have to become comfortable with the relationship dynamics changing because you can't change them. 
you can only change the way that you interact with them. And I'm not talking about disrespect. I'm talking about respecting yourself. So that means that you have to first become comfortable with the idea of disappointing them. And some of us as children with uh, emotionally immature parents, we struggle with disappointing our parents. We have lived based on their approval because their approval meant that you felt good and they felt worthy. Okay. God and damn. so being okay with disappointing them, with, with, with them um, allowing them to feel however they feel about your changes, but not letting their changes determine who you are. I've struggled okay. with that. That That's a word right there. It's real. Yeah. And you may have to remove yourself. You may have to create space. You may have to let the other people or persons know that you are choosing to take space, to take care of you. You have the right to do that. I love that. And to not get sucked in with the controlling, not getting sucked in with the guilt trips, not getting sucked in with the boundary violence, all the reactivity, the tantrums. And notice all of that, for those of you who are listening, who are in Love University, that is the drama triangle. So they are pulling you in by playing victim or by shaming or gaslighting you or attacking you. So being the persecutor and they're looking for you to rescue them from their own, from their own emotions. Mm. Are you complying by you giving in, by you giving them what they want? They're looking for you to rescue them just like a child does when they're hurt or in pain and they reach for their parent, but you are not their parent. Okay. You are the child. They reach for someone to say, help me feel better, make it better. But that's not your job. So that goes back to the covert emotional incest. If if they are the covert emotional incest is when they have relied on you as a confident, when there's a transfer of, uh, uh, of like sexual energy, like talking about their sexual experiences or their sexual troubles or their deep intimate parts about relationships especially relationships with the opposite sex that is none of your business. Right. So Pink Dynamite said, thank you, ladies. She has to get back to work, but she had a question. Did they work so hard, meaning the older people to ignore or the stuff or stuff it to be able to be present for their family? All of that. We're talking about trauma. So they absolutely, a lot of the our elders, they weren't taught to necessarily like you need to stuff it down it was expected okay so it was like this is what you must do this is how we act we don't show emotions this way we just keep it moving we just you all the things that we still say there's an expectation of sacrificing yourself that has been passed down there's an expectation of being silent of this whole idea of being strong is because we were taught that you can handle it. You can handle the abuse. You can handle the disregard. You can handle the disrespect. And the better you handle it outwardly, the better woman that you are. You're a good woman, loyal woman, godly woman. Because you don't complain. Yes. 
And if you want to go a few more layers, peel back, you all go subscribe to my channel. But then go back, I want to say a year ago, Sarita and I did a stream on the super black woman complex. Mm. Yeah. And she went into detail. Hell, I didn't even know I was a super black woman until that day during that stream. I think a lot of us, I didn't know until I, you know, really started reading the research and understanding. I didn't know. Yeah. I did. I definitely thought I was strong and I took pride and how invulnerable I could be, but then didn't realize how this <laughs> rainbow tornado mouth <laughs> was cutting people down and blowing up houses and stuff and uprooting all the, the healthy plants I was trying to grow. <laughs> you were getting it down to the root. To oh the my foundation. Goodness. I might not have been that bad, but some of my exes will probably say I was. <laughs> Felicia said, I have to stay away from my mother and some family members. Kudos to you. Um, you're setting your own boundaries. That That's amazing. Yeah, that that's amazing. And um, one more thing. Let's see. We went over some of these. Can you see that, Sarita? I sure can. Let me get rid of this graphic here. Do you mind reading some of ways to free yourself from toxic parents? Sure. Stop trying to please them. (laughs) Enough said. Set and enforce boundaries. Don't try to change them. Mm. Be mindful of what you share with them because someone who's toxic, remember, any vulnerability will be weaponized against you. Mm-hmm. Anything that someone can use to hurt, manipulate, or control you will be used against you. So people have, as Brene Brown says, people have to earn the right for you to share with them, for you to share your story. They have to earn it. If they've been proven unreliable or untrustworthy, don't hurt yourself, okay? Be quiet. Mm-hmm. Know your parents' limitations and work around them. That's I just... That has been my emotional speed bump right there. Why? Because I was operating out of little Ursula and not AARP age Ursula. That is so real. That's so real. That's, that is so real because a lot of us have, we have to grow ourselves up in order to see the limitations and the capacity of our parents as human beings. Okay? Yes. So I romanticize. You say what? Not as deities. Not and, as gods. And that's what I did. Yeah. I romanticized the relationship because I learned in your class and love you. It was easier to focus on one parent than the reality of the other parent who was just as emotionally unavailable. And yeah, and I, I, oh my God, I just had a light bulb moment. Mm, I'm going to share it. That I too was throwing tantrums because that parent didn't do what I wanted her to do. That's real right there. And I think I used to do that in my own way too with my mom, but I didn't 
the way that I would react, like I had no control over my own rage and my anger, that it was always creating more drama between us and none of the real issues ever got addressed. Absolutely. too much reactivity. And when I was able to see myself for who I was and see her, I was able to deal with her in a completely different way. And I was no longer triggered by her because I understood what her behavior was and it had nothing to do with me or my value. Yes, which was easier for me to be with my parent on Saturday. It just so happened you text me, remember? Yes. And it was it was a nice day. That's wonderful. It That's was. Wonderful. It was. Let's keep going. Um, accept the reason, excuse me, accept that you can't reason with them. Because for people who are emotionally immature, they don't respond to reason. Their reasoning muscles, they don't, they ain't even practiced yet. It's like you just expect them to go do a whole workout at the gym. They ain't never been to a gym. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> ain't even said that they want to go to the gym. Reasoning is something that is must be developed as a part of emotional maturity. Everybody ain't got it. You don't have to be at your parents' beck and call. Remember the role reversal. They are the parent. You are the child. You are not there to completely meet all of their needs. You're there to support and to love. But you're also a whole human being, a whole spirit with whole boundaries. Yes, ma'am. You're not obligated to spend the holidays with your parents. You can do what you want to do. (laughs) And most importantly, take care of yourself. Mentally, physically, and definitely emotionally, because Mm -hmm. you are breaking the generational cycles. And just like I thought about this last night, just like what Harriet Tubman said when she was trying to free slaves, she could free everybody because some people didn't even know they were slaves. Okay. Everybody trying to go. They like, I don't know. Listen, I I knows it's bad, but this is the bad I knows. I ain't gonna go when you go. <laughs> so if you all have any questions or comments as we get ready to wind down, please drop them in the comments now. This is a safe space. It's a learning space. It's an authentic space. And we want to honor whatever you have, but... Um, One book I'm reading is Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. I got to page three and it took me out. (laughs) I was so triggered, but I'm going to go back and read it because I'm in a different headspace. I've been learning a lot. I'm still absorbing a lot from Love You and my own therapy that I've gone through. So I have different ears in the soul, different soul right now. But also I want you all to check out this website. I'm going to drop it. If you are watching, take a screenshot right now. This is Sarita's website. And oh, before you do that, make sure and hit the subscribe button. Yes. Hit it now. I I don't mind. But Sarita, I'm going to put your website up again. If you can please 
talk about love you as I get your website and I'm going to drop it in the chat right now. Thank you. And you can also access it at learn to love you.com. I thank you for this opportunity to talk about love university because you know, <laughs> when it comes to healing, this is what love you is all about. It's about teaching you the tools. We get, get to the root, the root root <laughs> of how we, how and why we struggle with emotional immaturity. And really you have to grow yourself up. Like a lot of the dysfunction that we experience in our relationships and our parenting and relationship with our goals, with how we see ourselves is a result of how we were parented, of what we were taught in the things that happened to us. And it, Ursula mentioned the book. I was just looking for it because I recommended to her adult children of emotionally immature parents. And it's really about understanding our relationship with our emotions. And for many of us, it's broken. And if we want to have authentic, healthy love, we have to fix our relationship with ourselves. Because mm. all relationships are a reflection of the relationship that you're having with yourself, yourself. And your trauma will be mirrored in all of your relationships. Facts. This is how it works. And so Love University is a safe space for sisters, for Black women who are serious about the healing journey, who are ready to do the work to get to the root of the mother wounds, of how we betray ourselves, of the behaviors in which we betray ourselves and how we relate to each other and how we relate to our children. And so it's all about reconnection with yourself first and foremost. And that allows you to reconnect to yourself, to your spirituality, the mm -hmm. God of your understanding and everyone and everything else. That's how you secure the bag. Oh, I love it. Yes. I love it. Learn to love you, honey. That's what we're doing. Self-love, baby, is the key. It is the key and it is the bag. It is the bag. So uh, can you share one golden nugget, one aha light bulb moment to share with our beautiful sisters that are listening and some gentlemen that may be listening? One golden nugget. I talk a lot about trauma. A lot. And I talk a lot about trauma because I think it's so important to understand how we got here. How, mm. why we think the way that we do, you know, how so many of us are disconnected from ourselves and we are very inauthentic, self-medicating and looking for ways to heal the wounds that we refuse to ignore. I say all of that to say, I talk a lot about trauma to understand who you were taught to be so that you can be willing to discover who you really are. Mm. Trauma can only define you to the point in which you allow it because you've learned how to cope. And that's what the black superwoman is. And that's what being numb is. And that's what self-medicating is. But now it's time for you to learn how to live. And thrive. And thrive. 
Yeah. Because when you live from conscious intention and from self-appreciation, just knowing who you are and all that you are and being able to accept all of that, that is when you are free. So it's not about acting as if the trauma never happened, healing every single thing, but knowing that you do not have to hide. Mm. There is nothing to feel shame and blame about. That you don't have to be pretend to be perfect or flawless in order to be loved because you are love. I love that. You don't have to pretend to be flawless. Mm. You already are love and your love heals. Your love heals. Indeed. Indeed. That's perfect. Perfect way to end. Thank you so much. Everyone listening, make sure, again, hit the subscribe button. It is in the lower right corner. You'll see it. It's in yellow letters. It says subscribe. Hit the subscribe button so you can see when Sarita comes on again. She's definitely a show favorite. <laughs> and she's Right. She's my, one of my favorites, but she's definitely loved by a lot of the listeners. And um, make sure and tune in. So today was a bonus episode, but make sure and tune in Wednesday, this Wednesday at 8 p.m. The next topic of discussion will be the military and mental health. And then the week after that is going to be emotional eating. That's going to be fun. (laughs) Yes. As I'm getting ready to eat lunch now. And after that, we're going to talk about what healing looks like. And then to end the month, the last topic will be Victim Olympics. Oh. Yeah, girl. I'd like yeah. to hear more about that. That sounds good. Yes. <laughs> so, so it makes sure, what about the link for the buy you a copy? Oh, yes. Um, I will put that in as well. Yeah, that's... um. Yeah, we might want to buy you a copy because you deserve it. So you know what, you're right. But that link is. Let's do this link. We can do this right now until I get that. That okay. buy me a coffee. Oh, why isn't it showing up? It's Cash App activities. I can oh, see it. Yeah, that's not it. Oh. Um. Yeah, let me pull up this buy me a coffee. Sarita, uh, give us some more nuggets while I do this. <laughs> Well, I love to. I want to thank all of you for being willing to have this root cause conversation because that's my new thing now. Um, What did you call it? Root cause? Root cause conversation. Yes, being willing to talk about the real and not just the surface, not shaming, but just really being able to look at life and look at our experiences and as Black women. And so, because a lot of us have a lot of shared experiences. And so I'll say that one of the things that can help mediate trauma responses, the research shows is community. So even if you don't join love you, find some people who will love you for you. You can create your own tribe and support groups, even therapy, counseling, be willing to be in community because we heal mm-hmm. in relationships. If we yes. violated in relationships, we can heal 
through our relationships. So we have to be willing to allow ourselves to be seen enough to relate, to take off the mask, to be honest. So if it's not love you, find your community of people who will love you, baby. Exactly. So there's the link. If you like what you heard and you'd like to support this channel, make sure and buy me a coffee. You can click the link. And um, I love it. I love it. And thank you all so much for your support. Oh, Sarita. Yes. What? What? You are still a black girl that has her shit together. Ah! Honey, I work for this shift, okay? <laughs> I work for it every day. All right. Everyone, thank you so much for this next episode. I hope to see everybody on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you like anything that you heard and resonated with your soul, made your soul vibrate, please make sure to like, comment, share this channel so that the algorithms can get up. This is all about the healing. You all have a good evening. Thank you so much, Sarita. I love you. Love you all. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. If anything you heard today made your soul vibrate, please like, comment, and share this episode with two of your friends. Thank you and I love you all. This for the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting close to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog.